0: Going. All right, there we go. We're live. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. This is Stream with strangers and my bro, bro, Nico Z's in the house. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yeah, yourself? Let everybody know maybe how you got into this space and how that led you to the YouTube channel and what you're doing now in the industry.
1: All right, cool. Um, well, thanks so much for having me on the show, Ken. You know, I've been a big fan of you actually for a while now, man. I mean, I actually checked out a lot of your material. Um, And for the guys uh, watching on my channel, definitely check it out. I have Ken's um, link in the description uh, for you guys to go check out his stuff. He posts a lot of really good fundamental stuff. Um, So, you know, I've gotten to the market for about two years now. Um, Originally, I was working as an engineer. Um, My buddy Nick told me about Ethereum. Um, You know, at that time, I didn't really know anything about cryptocurrencies. I dove in, bought my, you know, bought a good amount of Ethereum. I think like the baseline was like 2K at that time to buy on Coinbase, I immediately bought $2,000 worth of Ethereum. And before, you know, you know, you had that huge run up. I think I bought Ethereum at like a hundred bucks and it had this massive run up and immediately I thought to my mind, wow, I just made more in cryptocurrencies than I did at my job working for a month. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, right. there has to be another, there is like, you know, is there more of this out there? So then I dove into coins, started doing researching. And I think I realized that there was this whole realm of trading involved um in cryptocurrencies and that's where i really got interested now a lot of people know me as you know cryptocurrency trader i do technical analysis i do live shows and all this good stuff um but lately um actually my boy nai told me and you know he, your boys at Nai, he actually told me that you know it's really important to build um oh shit. oops sorry about that man i for some reason they're not are, are they hearing you on my end, on your end I
0: yeah, I'm using OBS so I could see both of our bars, the volume bars moving individually.
1: OK, cool. Well, hopefully they can hear me now. Um, anyways, so for my end, um, I dove into trading and then my boy Nai told me, hey, look, you know, it's important to build something outside of just money. Money is, you know, money doesn't buy happiness in a the day. There is a bigger picture to cryptocurrencies than um, what we see, you know, just on charts. And that's what really started triggering me in, um, I think in December, you know, I started thinking to myself, wait a minute, you know, there is something bigger here. Um, you know, it's important for me to give back, right? We did those, we did those giveaways and, um, it's important to, uh, you know, have decentralization now, of course you and I, with our decentralized, that, that was, the original purpose of this talk was, um, you know, decentralization regulations and all that good stuff. You know, I personally don't mind regulations because I come from a more traditional standpoint, but. Um, not to say I don't, you know, not to say I don't dislike, uh, decentralization. I do like the, like the idea of decentralization. However, as still a trader full time, because this <laughs> is my daily job. Right. right? You would Obviously, like there to be a CEO behind the wheel to it, it, help steer. right? Exactly. So, yeah, exact. exactly. So, like, you know, I want Goldman Sachs to come in and throw, you know, a trillion dollars towards cryptocurrencies because then everybody makes a ton of money, right? And there's a bull market comes back. But at the same time, you know, obviously, we don't want to be best friends with those bankers, and there needs to be that divide. So, um, I think that's the main purpose of the show today. We'll be talking about that, guys, for you know, my audience.
0: Yeah, and, we definitely uh, do not see things similarly there. No, definitely uh, not. Which is I, really, I cool. see those institutions and regulations coming in and using, utilizing the technology, and actually cutting their own foot off. It's, it's uh, opt in. You can't force me to use your centralized blockchain. And if it's a good company, a good project, it's open source, which means somebody would just clone it, decentralize it, and I'll opt to use that version of your business that is centralized. So as yeah. a trader, you may invest in a security token of a centralized entity, but as a utilizer of, of entities of blockchain technologies, i'd probably go with those backdoor stolen cloned projects that are decentralized they may not have a ceo but i don't also don't have to worry about anything you know being a
1: centralized problem with funds being frozen uh directions absolutely see that see that's fantastic so actually uh ken if you want to give my side um you know an intro about yourself and like what you're doing now now it's pretty cool actually i actually discovered you Ken, not from crypto twitter from my side of the field. So I actually partnered up with this crew called Rogue Money, uh, Rogue Coin. They do a lot of stuff with like Snip, Cliff High, a lot of those guys on that end. And, you know, they're friends with Bitcoin, Ben and so forth. And then that's how I sort of discovered you through like another side of crypto. Oh, cool, not
0: cool. Just- yeah, I've done interviews with all those guys. Uh, exactly. Cliff, so um, the whole Litecoin, digibot
1: Beta. Bet- yeah. I,
0: um, so yeah, I guess uh, yeah, guys. Just for the heads up, we're doing a cross stream. So he's live on his show. I'm live on my show. So if you're watching, <laughs> go check out uh, Nico Z Crypto, Nico Z on YouTube. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, my name's Ken Bozak. How uh, goes it, everyone? Uh, I've been in the space since late 2016. So uh, my first Ethereum purchase was actually at like four dollars. Um, I know you said yours was at a hundred. So I, I, I had the same uh, feels, but it was exponential. Cause I got uh, my first like Litecoin at a dollar. Bitcoin was like 400 bucks. And I kind of got into it because I, I was actually cast out of the the traditional legacy investing in world. I wanted to invest in Snapchat's IPO. I found out I had to be accredited. I found out what that meant. I watched Snapchat go public and went from four dollars to twenty four dollars. I bought public when I was allowed to because I was not accredited. I could not get in earlier and then it dumped to eight dollars the next day. So I lost a lot of money on my first you know real investment because I was an accredited investor. And uh, I got a little bit of a vendetta. I took all my money out of the bank. I sold all the cannabis stocks that I was trading at the time because that's kind of what got me into investing. I looked at cannabis stocks and I said, wait, I can legally invest in cannabis? Oh, that's it's no brainer, and I actually did about five hundred to seven hundred percent gains on a couple wow. of those stocks. Yeah, uh, there was a that's few awesome. good ones, and I looked at the agricultural patents and things like that before I did it. Some, some due diligence actually uh, before I even just randomly bought things. It was like I wasn't an intentional trader. I didn't really mean to. I just was trying it out, and I was like naturally kind of good at it. I used, like common yeah, sense and street smarts. You know fantastic. what I mean. Mm-hmm. and um I, I i kind of found out about cryptocurrencies through a Vitalik's video on uh, ethereum's ico and i looked i was like wait no kyc no accredited investor i can invest in an ico and i actually didn't invest in the ico i actually looked at bitcoin it, it segwayed me so um i went all in on bitcoin about six months to a year after hearing it so in about 2017 I had uh, zero stocks, zero cash, all crypto. I sold my TV, my Xbox, my recliner, all for cryptocurrencies early 2017. And um, I've been living off of crypto for about a year and a half now. Uh, Everything I do is spending crypto. So a lot of people are like, oh, don't spend it, hodl. And I'm like, well, if I hodl, I starve. Like I use uh, BitRefill. I order dominoes through BitRefill. I get 10% off when I spend Dash. I order things through Amazon and Amazon uh, Grocery, and I use purse.io to save 20 to 30%. So there's like so many ways to actually use this as a currency while I'm also using it as an investment opportunity. But Do you have all that stuff on your channel, Ken, like on how to use those services? Yeah, it's very disorganized. I am the most unprofessional podcaster <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, I really I really don't have a really easy way to like find all that stuff I have a website k-e-n-n-b-o-s-a-k.com kenbozak.com and I have a tab that you can go through for like how to set up a wallet how to use changely or how to you know play steam monsters like you know things like actually how to use crypto not just yeah when to buy when to sell or what to buy or what to sell I'm more showing people like how to actually use the stuff that's under the hood that way they get more of a feel of one Bitcoin is one bitcoin rather than pegging it to the dollar value every move they make
1: yeah for sure so guys check that out because that's that's awesome you know um you know for me right um i dive into fundamentals a little bit but actually utilizing these services guys is what will trigger that mainstream adoption that we're all looking for
0: yeah. Absolutely. And, you know,
1: get revenue for everybody, you um, yo, keep going, please.
0: Yeah. So um, I traveled uh, 2018 after I went all in, uh, you know, obviously there was a great year for Bitcoin. So the beginning of 2018, I actually quit my day job of six years doing micro soldering and logic board repair, data restoration. I was fixing phones and computers. And I walked away after six years, thanks to crypto. And I actually went on a worldwide tour. I went on, I went to, I think about 52 to 56 different blockchain conferences in 2018. Yeah, you were everywhere. Yeah, I went to about six different countries. I took about a hundred airplane rides. Uh, I got arrested by Homeland Security, searched by TSA several times. Uh, I had guns pointed at me in Barcelona trying to get on a cruise ship with John McAfee. It was was an exciting year, you know, it was really interesting, but I learned a lot. By being able to have a lot of one-on-one time with the com- the people behind these coins, like I got to hang out with you know John McAfee, Brock Pierce, Roger Veer, one-on-one, not just once or for one hour, but I mean like several different conferences throughout the year. Plus the cruise I was on, thanks to Coins Bank, which I a hundred percent recommend that you go on the Coins Bank Blockchain Cruise. It was a five-day party. But a Renaissance it was so educational and so inspiring and then I got five days locked on a boat with John McAfee Roger Vera Brock Pierce and Charlie Lee Bobby <laughs> Lee I mean there's so when, many amazing when, people yeah when is uh, when Tone Tone Bay's Jimmy song was there Wow there was a great great week in the, in this in the sea but it was a good conference I actually don't remember exactly when it is coming up but coins Bank uh, hashtag blockchain Cruise. that's that's how I keep up with it. All right. Cool.
1: Yeah. 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 We'll definitely check that out. I've been, you know, I've been going, I'm actually going to be going to Hong Kong. I'm not sure whether you're going to that Hong Kong blockchain week. I'm going to try to make an effort to go out there. um, And obviously a few other events at consensus and so forth. I'm sure you're going to be there. I'm actually Um, going to the anti-consensus. I think
0: that magical crypto friends are trying to compete with consensus in New York City by throwing an event the same time.
1: So I might be across (laughs) the street. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so I'll be seeing you in a couple events and, uh, you know, this blockchain cruise, this could be another thing for me to check out. Oh, 100% recommend it. It was second best time of my life. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I think one of the, the first question that people have already for you is what coins do you really like? Now, you're coming in from the same sort of field as some of these people. So check that out, guys. Um, you know, you're going to hear Litecoin and so forth. And Ken's and right. obviously a very avid fan. Yeah, a little biased on some of the things that I actually again. like,
0: but um. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm actually really big on coins and things that I can actually use Uh, For starters, I when I got into Bitcoin I found a real problem with Bitcoin when I ran into everything that it was promoted as was actually not true You know Bitcoin is not anonymous. It is not free to send anywhere in the world Uh, Mm -hmm. There's many third parties. I, I mean miners are third parties in my opinion. So like it's all kind of biased when i got in and i was actually accepting bitcoin donations when somebody did a blockchain search on my public address and sent me a message telling me exactly how much bitcoin i owned on that donation address and i was like i thought it was anonymous i didn't really know what was happening and that's actually what led me to dash and Monero and these privacy coins and uh, I kind of fell in love with Dash after I u- learned how much I could use it for its privacy uh, abilities. You know, if I'm going out to the bar with you and you say, Ken, uh, let me cover the bill, just pay me later, and i am be like, all right, well, I'd much rather send you Dash than Bitcoin, so you don't have any way to go back, check out all the transactions I've done with that public address. Uh, Not for nothing, but maybe, you know, we're not as close as friends, or I could, you know, be putting myself in a position of a honeypot or whatever the case may be. So I learned to use coins for their... their most powerful purpose, like Dash is for anonymous. Bitcoin is for like the store of value and gold and foundational layer, what I cash in and out of. But when I'm using it, like you said, Litecoin. Again, when I want to send something really small and really fast, like a dollar to a friend, I'm probably going to use Litecoin. It's going to settle yeah. instantly. It's just going to go and it works. So there was just things that I've done by using it, incentivize actually not just invest, but hold it because I don't need to swap in and out of it. It's like having several checking accounts. I just go to whichever account I need to use. Is it a privacy? Is it a slow slow big transaction like Bitcoin that I just want more security behind? Is it a cheaper uh, transaction? I want to go fast like Litecoin. Or platforms that I actually utilize like uh, Steam. When I blog on Steamit.com, I earn Steam. So now I'm holding that because I'm earning it. There's uh, platforms like uh, steammonsters.com. You can actually play a game on that platform. And then you know Ethereum and all these uh, collectibles like you know CryptoKitties, blockchain cuties. A lot of things that I actually have in my portfolio now this year. I've actually moved into digital assets like uh, non fungible tokens, things that people don't really look at the volatility as as much. When I spend a hundred Steam on a particular Steam Monster card that's on the blockchain, I don't really care if I get that dollar value back. I want at least one hundred Steam back though. And that's yeah. what I'm thinking when I'm building my new uh, you know, digital asset portfolio, these physical non-fungibles. Even with things like the wax.io blockchain, I, I'm really starting to fall in love with what they're doing where they have a physical vault full of physical items like Yeezy shoes and you can have a token that says you own these shoes. You can send them the token. They'll send you the shoes through like Amazon Prime and in two days you have Yeezy shoes from swapping a token. And the power behind that is you can send me that token. I can buy those shoes off you and have it sent right to me. And it just makes it easier for us to send these real, real world items around. And that's actually what I think might lead to fractional uh, physical asset, non fungible tokens, where you could send me maybe half of a shoe. And it's just because I want to you know, uh, escrow on a loan or something that you gave. So it's just like using these technologies opens your eyes to more than red and green candles. When you can see the user experience and basically predict how far it's gonna go. Like Steam, I really think Steam is underrated. I feel like it's gonna have a bigger impact when these high school kids start to hop on it and see cat videos or make it $100. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, that's really cool. Now, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, these are coming from uh, some of these guys right here. They're asking me right now. What are your thoughts, of course, on like Theta? You know, what are your thoughts on Digibyte? Um, You know what do you see like what's like your play i I don't hold
0: either of those actually Uh, i followed digibyte for a long time but i never really got into holding it i like that it's uh, cpu mineable uh, so why Mm -hmm. buy it when you can just earn it so do that you know stop buying it with your fiat and start mining it with your computer that's what i liked about digi and then you could take those gains you know always you know those moon bags 10 percent, keep it but when you make profits move it into something like bitcoin that way you, you can diversify and reinvest those earnings and you're not stuck holding an alternative currency. I mean, if Bitcoin doesn't do well, alternative currencies do not do well. I mean, Tron has been making waves and waves as well, but there are yeah. exceptions
1: right now. They've been doing very well in a bear market. Have you um, have you seen uh, Chico Crypto's uh, random thing? Have you seen Chico Crypto's uh, video on um, on Tron and BNB and him, him going at him? No. You didn't see that? So, you know who Chico Crypto is, right? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, seen like, him he went after VET and he went after, like, you know, box mining and all those big names. Um, yeah, he, went, he just published a video on Tron and BNB. Check that out, guys. He pretty much said it was inside job. Oh, of course. And, it's uh, obvious. But that's the yeah, thing, though. Like, see,
0: this is where I'm like, that's fine. Who cares? Yeah, the free market will job. fucking... Tre- Sorry, I know I'm on your channel. No, I'm no, saying, you're like, good, you're good, the market you're good. will decide what happens to those guys, right? Yeah. It's, now, if we don't like what they have done, then stop using their exchange. Stop, using, try, stop investing in their stuff. And that's what will happen, right? Like that's the difference between a centralized and decentralized uh, investments. We're going to decide what happens to that company now. People will just stop using Binance because of the insider trading. People don't like Coinbase, so we don't recommend it anymore. You know, they can't buy our love back at this point. You know, I don't yeah. I don't see anybody promoting AOL chat rooms anymore. And that's how I think Coinbase has become like the AOL of crypto. They're, they were great, but they're not what we we need newer. Like, I don't think Binance accepting credit cards and debit cards, which is what I, this kind of started. This, yeah, was, I my think next that was that was the most backwards move that we
1: could have made so you're okay so so the, i actually had a really cool conversation yesterday with one of my buddies he was pretty much saying that we are like binance is now becoming an, an enabler to you know the the centralization essentially mm-hmm. and that you know when you know pomp always says you know short the banks you know long bitcoin and now it's becoming like short the exchanges long bitcoin
0: yeah well the thing is binance is publicly incorporated chain analysis so if you're trading on Binance and moving money around and doing anything, it, they're tracking you like the NSA of blockchain. Uh, so they're the exact opposite of what the community stands for when it comes to decentralization, immunity, um, you know, uh, anonymity at least, is synonymous transactions, uh, all this. I mean, if Binance wanted to, they could freeze accounts. What are you gonna do about it? And they've, they've you know, Stopped people from even signing up. So having these centralized exchanges becoming like the epicenters of where crypto is bought and sold is not positive because they're creating the same problem we're trying to get away from when it comes to the legacy banking and traditional investment industries. Like when you have to go through KYC to invest in an ICO, it's some bullshit.
1: I like it, I like it. That's, that's really interesting, guys. Now, um, you know, like I said, I come from a more traditional standpoint, guys, where you know, like I said, I'm a trader first. Now, don't don't hate on me, guys. I'm gonna get so much hate on this, man, I and mean, I always do. I do. I always get freaking messages in my Twitter and whatnot, going, "Yo, fuck you," you know, you you're everything that we hate and You, you should know. see
0: what how much love tone vase gets. You know, he's a trader <laughs> first as well, and he tells people that. You know, he's not Dude, emotionally he was, attached yeah, to this shit.
1: His call on um, on that short on Bitcoin, man, that was uh, that was legitimate. That was really legitimate. It's unfortunate that BitMEX closed his account. Which you know, it's prime example of what you just but, said.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the point. So I I want us to stop getting on our hands and knees and begging for regulations and uh, supporting these centralized companies like Coinbase or look what happened with Poloniex. Goldman Sachs acquired Poloniex for what was it like three hundred million or a hundred and something million dollars, mm-hmm. and they submitted mandatory KYC. Some people that were using Poloniex didn't have KYC to submit. There were an in positions that they were disenfranchised people they were in other countries around the world that didn't have the criteria to even get their cryptocurrencies off that exchange now so their money was stolen by a bank that bought a crypto exchange um i I don't feel like we need to uh, reward that with praise we need to start warning people to you know stop using these exchanges Start going peer to peer for trades, you know, like if you're looking to do a sell, maybe, you know, let somebody know. And you could sell that on, you know, peer to peer to a friend of yours that's willing to do the buy and the sell. And I don't know, we got to get back to the grassroots of what crypto is and not trying to build these borders to entry because that's what's really going to happen. You know, when an exchange says, no, you're, you're, you're done, we're done with you, then what do you do at that point? They stole your money like or they exit like Cripsy.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so what, so what are your thoughts right now, for example, on like the back coming in, right, or the fidelity coming in, the Nasdaq coming in, like what are your thoughts, like for like recently, right, Vanek, um, and Granite shares just announced that they are going to be, uh, sorry, they they did refile their. Um,
0: yeah, their, after the, uh, the, the day after we came back. And I saw yeah, that coming. Exactly. I
1: made a tweet about that, too, when they
0: said that they were withdrawing. And I said that it doesn't make sense to keep throwing wood on a dead fire. If there's nobody at the government to, you know, hear their cause, why keep putting money behind it? It was a financial decision in the right way. And then when the government came back, I saw I knew that they were going to resubmit it. So I was comfortable with that. But the same thing that happened with the the. Um, the futures is going to happen with this etf i think they're going to come in and they're going to have a bigger way to manipulate it in a direction that makes it best for their interests when we saw poloniex come in and get bought by goldman sachs i used to use poloniex to do lending i used to lend my bitcoin out on poloniex for like one to two percent a day that was awesome. No bank does that. I get 0.001 or 0.01% from my bank. Yeah, you
1: don't get anything. You get like so, a cent. A so I, a
0: bank bought my exchange that I was making, you know, by having a savings account there and you know cast casted me out. I feel like that's what's gonna happen with these ETFs. We're just gonna have a way for them to be able to suppress the price enough, the same way that they did with the real estate market, the same way they did it with the website.com uh, boom era, where they say, oh, this is dying, this is dying. It's because they were buying it and selling it down, and they knew they were taking a temporary loss, but that's not the problem for them when they know intentionally they are pushing the price down, they are willing to take a 10 to 20% loss on these trades in order to make a 100 to 300% gain when they pump it back up and dump on the market for a second run. And that's what's going right. to happen. We saw it happen with CBOE with the futures. Mm-hmm. They have no incentive to buy Bitcoin when they can just bet against it. Why would you buy a futures option on the way up when you would just yeah, buy Bitcoin short. and hold Bitcoin? You exactly. would just have and if you had Bitcoin and just held it, you would get all the forks and all those forks. You could reinvest in the Bitcoin, which gets you more forks over time. So yeah. why would you hold an Why would you hold that piece of paper? that's pegged to a Bitcoin. It gives you none of these benefits. Um, right. So they were only incentivized to short, to say bet against, bet against. And with these ETFs, with the amount of money they're going to be able to move in at the, at the rate they're going to be able to buy OTC and sell on the market, which is a totally different nightmare that people don't even pay attention to. But that loss is, is not really a negative for them when they know that they are betting against it anyway on the other side. So the loss they make from OTC to exchange and the market move then they bet against it on the futures so they're making money even when they're losing money they just hedge heavier in one other direction so they're just going to manipulate this as far down as they can until that's when we get that mainstream adoption right like i don't think institutional adoption's mainstream that's that's just institutional it's the manipulators Re- retail investors are what's going to level the playing field in this one bitcoin is one bitcoin you can't fractionally reserve bitcoin you can't you can't lend out bitcoin you don't have you can't go negative in your bitcoin wallet you can't spend bitcoin you don't have in your in your you know on your cool wallet s that i got here i can't go negative <laughs> so they can't take money and make money out of thin air and when we have retail investors start to come in and hold this more long-term mentality than day trade and short mentality that's when we'll start to see that 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 level out in volatility where the volume and everything's like that's mainstream adoption but i don't think that we're gonna get a the pump everybody expects
1: because the the big money is already betting short Yeah, exactly. So, you know, guys, this is, uh, you know, Ken comes from a different side of me, right? He comes from well, different side of crypto, I shouldn't say me. He comes from a different side of crypto, right? He's a fundamentalist. He believes in the whole picture of cryptocurrencies. And, you know, as a trader, you know, normally I'd be like, nah, fuck this. You know, he doesn't, you know, this doesn't make any sense to me. But I do do actually appreciate and I think it's really important for everybody to understand uh, what exactly is cryptocurrencies, you know. Um, what's the logic behind them? Why do people care about them? It's, you know, there is an actual movement behind this more than, you know, earning whatever a few thousand bucks here and there, um, there yeah, it's is a bet definitely against
0: more. political, um, disenfranchisement, you know, when you're being suppressed economically, when you see countries being, uh, oppressed and going through financial crisis, they hedge into crypto. China has done it in the past uh venezuela Kirby has it. done it right recently yep. you know with dash there i mean there's more merchants in venezuela accepting dash than actual barcelonian or whatever anything else yeah for church's chicken and, yeah. K- and ksc oh, yeah that's yeah, yeah. really cool they prefer this this cryptocurrency now rather than their government-issued currency because they can trust it you know they can verify that this is the supply this is the issuance this is the the supply and demand they're not just having money printed every day and thrown out, you know, into endless wars that makes their savings account worth less over time. Exactly.
1: Um, Matthew Grimes has a question for you, man. Uh, what exchange can you use without gatekeepers? So, uh, you know, X is, I guess you would say, um, just to a degree, like Fort Delta and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I actually had a conversation with, um, with my buddy who's a computer science, um, Major guys, and, and he he told me yesterday that for Binance to be a DEX, you, he needs you need about five hundred thousand transactions per second, and right now Ethereum, what Ethereum's like like twenty or something like that or ten, it's very slow. So we're not we're not there yet, but does not mean that we won't be there. Um,
0: personally, I actually, I used to like using, when I got into this space, there was a lot of ways to get in without having to go through KYC and like crazy stuff. Like local Bitcoins was awesome before they went mandatory KYC. Uh, there was great arbitrage too to be made. I mean, you could buy Bitcoin on Coinbase, go in local Bitcoins and sell it for 10 to 20% market value. And, uh, there was, uh, escorts or drug dealers willing to pay for it. Whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm using the worst case scenario, guys, you know, the mainstream's projected. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was it was just a way to trade. It was a different way to go about it. And um, I used to use Shapeshift a lot. I had a video, wow. Okay, I have a video of me on- this is for like two years ago? Three years? I don't know. Wow. I bought Ethereum, like I said, around like four dollars or so, but I was using Jack's wallet and ShapeShift to day trade it into Ethereum Classic after it forked, and I went from having like a hundred Ethereum to a couple hundred Ethereum, trading it back and forth, pegging out of Ethereum Classic. I would just ride the waves, dude, and I'm not a traditional trader. Common sense. I saw a pattern. Ethereum Classic goes up, Ethereum goes down. Ethereum goes up, Classic goes down. I just kept getting out and into the other as the waves were and I was popping up in the shape, middle. Shift. No, shift. no No ex- KYC, nothing. no nothing. And I immediately got my private keys after each trade. So the exchange never had my private keys and it yeah. was saving me a lot of fees rather than send my Bitcoin to an exchange transaction fee. Then I have the exchange fee from trading and then I have the withdrawal fee to get the transaction fee back to my wallet. So there's three fees that I avoid by just using, sh- but then they went mandatory KYC. So Eric Voorhees broke my heart and i just wish he would just leave new york city and and not do that but I, I see what they're doing they're going towards the direction of fidelity and they want to be the next back that's you know they want all these institutional investors that come through them get this fox token or whatever the hell and trade i don't know but there, there used to be a lot of ways, right? And now even the decentralized exchanges that we thought were impenetrable are being shut down by the SEC and the founders and creators of these decentralized exchanges are being arrested. So I, there is no safe can't can't tell you there's a safe way i mean honestly it's peer-to-peer you have a group channel with reputation that you've established in the networks telegrams discords streamers like you and me you know like we have reputations that are public if we were to burn somebody then that is worth more than the money on the line you know so there's better ways to do it and i think the the grassroots effort peer-to-peer if you're looking to trade reach out to people that are traders like you that you can trust I think it's time for you to create something, Ken. <laughs> I think that, um, you know what though? And this is my theory on this. They'll create it. Like I said, Poloniex was built to be a, a, an exchange for anybody to use. Just username, password, done. Um, now Goldman Sachs bought it and it's it, it's the opposite of what it was. And you know who built Poloniex? The people that believed in cryptocurrencies con- and blockchain technologies. You know, the people that truly wanted that to be a thing, right? These are enthusiasts that, that built these monoliths of crypto that is Poloniex. Now they're being basically spit in the face by the institutions they were building these warships against. You know, it's like having a revolution uh, taken over by another revolt, but it's, you know, a controlled revolt. Uh, They have, you know, I forget the term, but it's, you know, when the government hires protesters to protest the protest. It's sort of what has happened with these exchanges. So we're gonna see these developers incentivized to create a an exchange that will be equivalent to what Bitcoin is to currencies. There will be a open source decentralized exchange that truly works. And I think that the only thing that was holding that back from being a possibility was stable coins. Uh, Now that we had like the Gemini dollar and other stable coins that like even the steam back dollar, things like that. uh, We don't really have to worry about fiat gateways. We don't have to have a bank for this decentralized autonomous organization that is a decentralized you know exchange we can trade in and out of stable coins and don't have to really worry about you know having to go through fiat uh, i'll still be able to have my dollar value when bitcoin goes up and down and i can still trade in and out of that um i think that that was really empowering when we saw these stable coins start to come out like gemini but i don't know
1: man it's it's going to be a crazy uh, revolution yeah i think 2019 2020 guys you guys are about to see some pretty pretty cool stuff coming around right obviously a lot of these chains are starting to become a lot faster they're starting to you know this technology is starting to actually be developed out. yeah look at the sto market man it's it's everything the icos needed from the get-go exactly exactly um Yes, guys. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at my comments real fast. Um, the Canadian Exchange Quadriga. Yeah. Um, it did go down. You know, the CEO. Unfortunately, he passed away. He's a young guy, man. I actually looked at the death certificate. He's a young guy. He was born in I think eighty nine or something like that or eighty seven, and um, he's not that old at all. Um, do you by chance know what happened to him? No, I don't. And didn't even- I,
0: I Yeah, I know a lot of Canadians that were using the exchange, and there was a lot of people that are still up in arms, but. It, it obviously wasn't um, an intentional move. There must be something, no, you know, I mean, they're changing of um, uh, this is a centralized problem, right? They're changing power over to somebody. They can't make moves without approvals. So now everything's frozen. It's down. And uh, a lot of exchanges are having a hard time with their banks now again and getting, you know, shut down from that end as well. So we don't know. We're in unclarity, right? We don't know if the exchange was shut down or if it's just down for maintenance in the meantime. But yeah, um, this is a wake up call to people that it doesn't matter if it's a hacked exchange or an act of God and somebody passes away at the wheel. There can be times at where your assets are frozen and it's not your money. You know, it never was because it was on the exchange. Um, you know, people will, will leave a buy order open or a sell order open and uh, have their exchange or their coins sitting on exchange because they like the comfort of a stop loss. But when when not if when that exchange has a problem doesn't matter how much money you made i'm going to guarantee you're going to lose more than you've made doing all that risky stuff it's like uh buying lottery tickets i don't care how many times you win a hundred dollars on a lottery ticket you're going to have spent more money on that travel on on that dumb risk that you've just been taking
1: Correct, guys. And, you know, this is, you know, goes back to me as a trader. Um, You know, we talk about taking profit and so forth. You know, this is prime example right now. Now, every time I,
0: every time I made 20% or more on a coin, I put it back into Bitcoin. Exactly. I I accumulated more Bitcoin off my gains and eventually the coins that I have now, it's free money. I have no emotional, sentimental, or financial attachment to 90% of my portfolio because I hedged it all back into Bitcoin throughout 2017 and in 2018. So it's, it's like I could care less about my Litecoin. I could care less about my Ethereum. You know, I've already made my money back X amount over and I've made more Bitcoin as well um so that's why i like a lot of things like when i talk to people that are investors that do trade i try to segue them into things like staking and running a master node things like that where there's residual other means of income besides just trading you know they can actually get their hands on it and be like oh wait all right so i've been trading dash for like three years but i could have been staking it too i'm like yeah and you could have been taking your staking rewards and trading that to get more dash to stake i mean you didn't know that? I'm like, no. I was like, well, it's called having your crypto and eating it too.
1: Yeah, no, 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 exactly. Um, you know, he brings up a good point, guys. Uh, that is definitely something I'm actually looking into. Uh, I just got an office at a WeWork around here, and um, they provide full electricity. Like, it's part of your rent and whatnot for, for the WeWork. And I have like a three person office. So I was thinking about like creating like a miner in the corner. And I don't think they would know. Like, I, I don't understand how they would know that, you know, that it's, you know, now, <laughs> You know, I mean, they're going to
0: find out, dude. Dude, I mean,
1: yeah. I
0: know that they're going to find only because it's not quiet. Have you, you've ever seen a miner? No, 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 I was, I was
1: thinking about just doing like a graphics card in like a rig, like a, just oh, a, just like a, sm-
0: yeah, like it looks yeah, like a gaming a computer, computer. nothing fancy. Okay. Yeah, no,
1: nothing crazy. I'm not talking like open, well, you know. Well, that's what I mean. Room.
0: You could be mining a digi. Digibyte, and you could be mining BitTube, because BitTube CPU mineable. So you could be mining like two or three different currencies on your computer, <laughs> and you know how like it works. You could actually throttle it and have, uh, you know, these things in place that if it becomes unprofitable at the time, you just switch over to the other coin that you were mining. Yeah, see that's yes. Yeah, see that's awesome.
1: And I actually, um, I'm actually, I have to look into that because I really wonder if they can trace back to which room. Is actually doing the mining. Because of course WeWork, electricity I'm sure they
0: bill. do. I'm sure they do, because certain people, if they're staying long enough, I've I've been to WeWorks. So I'm not I never had a space there, but when you when you have a long term spot there, they do charge you for more like, you know, electricity and stuff. So I know they have to have a way to gauge each room for being oh. able to prove you for your bill, right? If they were yeah. charging you for electricity, you would want proof that you used the X amount of electricity.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm oh. sure that it would hop up on the oh. radar, but- But if, if it didn't though, man, I'm gonna open a series of mine- It might be worth stuff. a shot
0: though, even even the video alone, you know? I mean, yeah. YouTube AdSense has been god-awful, but if you put it on BitTube and Steam it in other ways, like, you know, this the content that we're making, I'm streaming on four different platforms right now to spread out my content. And then I write blogs and do other things because one video could be put in 10 places to make residual income for monetizing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. A few more questions right here. Um, let's see. Yeah. People are saying, uh, one guy has a pretty cool uh, suggestion right here. He goes, Hey Z, how about a craft beer company that issues a token value to each of their containers, keg slash bottle, the purchaser can save up the tokens and redeem them later for more beer.
0: It's genius. I actually was at a conference in Chicago by Untraceable. It was Loyalty Live. And I actually spoke on stage in front of, like, McDonald's, uh, American Airlines... Uh, Target, there's a lot of chains there. I think Starbucks, there was a lot. And they were basically there to learn about how they could tokenize their loyalty points and reward systems and, and figure out how to use smart contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically I said, well, your middleman isn't really the bank right now. Your middleman is your loyalty company or rewards company, the company that is monitoring your customer's engagement with you and tracking this digital coupon that you've issued. You could replace them with a smart contract and have it you know, send, if I, I this was my example to McDonald's. If you were to hold a Mick coin in your wallet, you could get a fry token, and every 10 fry tokens is worth one McCoin, and people would hold more mccoins to get more fry tokens than they could buy back there and that would keep my my money in your economy your ecosystem without me taking any supplies or any goods and services out and uh to counter this it's sort of like a gift card except when businesses use gift cards they're not allowed to spend that money so if i go got if i get a mcdonald's million dollar gift card if I don't spend that money at McDonald's, they can't do anything with that money as a business because they don't know where they're going to have to redistribute that money in their ledgers. Which McDonald's is supposed to get that money when I spend it, they don't know yet, so they can't do nothing with it. Then, you know, while we're staking these McCoins, they're locked in an escrow. They they know that they can you know trade off this. They have some leverage now, um, and uh, they were really interested in the concept because I was like, you know, if the coin starts out if you say it's backed by a a big mac because that's what they did they i had these coins that i bought from mcdonald's that were you could trade a gold coin in that they sold for the price of a big mac and you get a big mac in return and now that coin is worth a big mac at least whatever a big mac's going for if big macs go up in value i have saved money on my future big mac um yeah it's crazy right but now this (laughs) token on the open market may actually be worth more than a big mac Because now it has more value than a Big Mac. I can send you it over the internet easily. Here, here, I have a Big Mac. Makes it more valuable than the one in my hand, right? So it may increase revenue for them because now they're selling Big Mac tokens that are worth more than the Big Macs that they're pegged on. Um, And this may be the same for a beer company as well. But it's going to start with uh, the Internet of Things. You know, we're going to have to have a lot of these, you know, Bluetooth, light, NFC tracking materials like they're trying to put in your t-shirts and you never even know it's there but yeah like rfid tags and whatnot as as we get into that ingrained technology into the things the, the things that exist that we interact with like this bottle of water will have a little receiver in it and when i throw it in my trash and then i throw my trash in a dumpster the dumpster goes into the trash truck the trash truck's going to be able to follow all those where this came from and you know it's that's where we're headed, but we're gonna need the, the physical things that are gonna track these digital inventions, right? But that's incentives, right? Like we never had Netflix until there was a reason to. We have, oh, this internet's great. What can we do with it? Um, and then, you know, it begets the end result so i think that we're going to see these companies be incentivized to create better technologies like why i think mining won't be as big of a power problem as people are thinking it is because bitcoin mining incentivized cheaper faster better renewable electricity sources so people that create electricity are incentivized to make it better faster and cheaper not more expensive slower and bad like so we're going to find better ways to get electricity because we have more uses for it we're gonna find more uses for this technology as we move forward. And like I said, that that beer thing's really cool. Um, I think that if they put it in the caps, like you know how like they send out the caps with the code on it, if that had a yeah, private yeah. key, if you could sweep that private key, and then I have like a collection of this, that would be worth something. And then the company could uh, do a sweep of all the caps and lids that were thrown away that nobody ever collected, and they could burn them, making the other coins worth more.
1: See, this is, this is really good stuff guys. You know, this is why I really like, I'm going to start get getting people like Ken and so forth. We want to start having little power hours and whatnot, of, you know, a group of people talking about fundamentals and so forth. But this is really fun. You know, obviously, you know, you guys, I, I like, I have like 6,000 people right now on my channel. Uh, you know, everybody knows me as a trader and everybody knows me as doing charts. When I, it, it's all fun and games when you do charts, it can get boring, though, real no, fast. No, it does. You got to get into the <laughs>
0: fundamentals, man. Like when I first got into trading, I was actually jumping in these coins, discords and telegrams and kind of being a fly on the wall, looking at the developers argue with each other and the investors argue. And I was just like, oh, and then I see market moves after I saw news and discords and telegrams. And I'm like, well, fuck T.A. I, I'm seeing what makes the T.A. move. I'm watching the red candle happen in an argument between three developers for a coin that only has six developers on it
1: yeah, I know that yeah. it's
0: about to dump So I go on the market and I sell it and then two hours later Everybody sold because the developers didn't get along through the argument and they left the pro- program and you no, know, Then we have people come in no offense that come in with chart reading and they're like, oh I told you this was happening. Like, You didn't know the team was gonna break up. Shut
1: up Completely fair. Completely fair man. Um, Quick question for you. What projects are you currently working on in this space? So I, I know, you know, for those of you that don't know, Ken, you know, he works on a ton of different projects. He's definitely an influencer in the space. Uh, you know, he spoke at World CryptoCon and a few other things. Um, what projects are you currently working on that you want to just sort of talk about?
0: Uh, right now, I actually work with Stroken Tokens. Uh, they are a basically like a clip site, but a bounty clip site, adult platform for adult content. But um, if people had an idea for adult content to be made, they could submit this bounty, put out the idea. People can support that idea, creating more revenue for the bounty, incentivizing the actors to create that content. And if nobody creates the content, the investors get the money back. If somebody creates the content, they vote on which one was the best version of that bounty idea. And the revenue is divided equally per share of the people that contributed to the pool and the people that do invest in these ideas actually get a percentage back off that because this submitted idea actually went through so it's like you got a production cut you produce this content by putting out the bounty so you get a little bit back so if it ends up making more than your original proposal that you submit it you can actually make your money back or make profit off of the fruition of this bounty uh, yeah, so I think it's pretty empowering for adult performers, sort of like a Patreon or a GoFundMe. Because if yeah. you're a content creator that makes adult content, maybe you're a cute girl that wants to go to the Bahamas and make porn on the beach. Well, you put out the idea, your fans and audience can contribute to it. You go to the Bahamas, you make the videos, you put them up, and your fans get the content, and you got the funding. So it's a really empowering tool for like a disenfranchised entertainment industry that's. You know, I mean, everybody uses it, but it's the most oppressed, you know, industry. Someone Insane.
1: says have Lisa and read bedtime stories. You could do this. If you, <laughs> if you can get submit the, the idea, Danny, submit <laughs> the idea, go to Strokin, <laughs> go to Stroken's platform, man, and submit that idea. That is a great idea. Uh, I thought it would be funny to try to do
0: like, I don't I don't want to get anybody mad at me. But I thought it'd be funny to get like Tiffany Hayden to do like topless white paper readings or something, you know? I don't know, just like dumb stuff that would never happen, but I mean if enough money got raised, who knows what people would do? It would just be fun. It doesn't and it doesn't necessarily have to be adult entertainment by the way. You know, me and yeah, you could yeah. use this platform as well just like I could use Pornhub to post this interview. It doesn't necessarily have the right demographic for audience, but we're not breaking any terms and services by not doing any adult things, you know. Uh, what was it? Uh, Chris Dunn uh chris dunn from um uh what the heck is it i'm not chris uh i'm so having a blank right now because somebody's knocking on my door um ah, oh, why can't i think of his name right now
1: i don't know topless shilling <laughs> yeah but there
0: about. was a there was a crypto enthusiast that was making podcasts on pornhub back in the day and really? uh yeah they read it this is why i first got into bitcoin and i can't Chris Rose, thank Chris DeRose. Rose, Chris D Rose, that's his name. Whoever's knocking go away. Um, Chris DeRose Rose was doing videos at a at a conference in a bathroom, basically in his boxers in a in a men's public bathroom. So there's people using urinals and you could hear people shitting and farting and like he was just doing Bitcoin <laughs> interviews with CEOs like Charlie Lee and I'm just like this is genius. But again like you know strokingtokens.com, tokens.com stroking.com they're they're doing some cool stuff with the tech in the background right there and uh monarch is another company that i'm working with right now monarch token they have a really cool wallet right now you can buy and sell bitcoin and ethereum in your wallet and you never have to give up your private key. so as soon as you give them the money imagine coinbase gives you your private key right away yeah that yeah, this yeah. is what they're doing that's they're, awesome yeah exactly and um i don't know if many people that are you know your followers are looking at celsius network
1: um yeah so we actually spoke about celsius um i was supposed to do uh, Give me one second do Get. no go ahead Um, so i was supposed to do some stuff guys here one second let me let me boost this up right, i was supposed to do some stuff in regards to celsius guys it's a pretty cool way to earn um interest on your, um, I guess yeah, on your crypto actually. So that was actually a pretty cool thing with Celsius. I really like their, um, I really like their idea, I guess behind it. Um, you're definitely earning more interest than you would be having, you know, just your money in a bank, right? Right. So um, that's what
0: Monarch Token's doing. If you have the Monarch Wallet, you can buy and sell Bitcoin and Ethereum. You get your private key, so you don't have to worry about the exchange holding your assets. And you can, in-app, uh, starting next week or the following week, you're going to be able to use Celsius Network. So you're going to be able to earn interest off your Bitcoin that's sitting on your wallet. So imagine having a hardware wallet that or a software wallet that you can have your Bitcoin sit on, and you're earning interest off of it, same way like you have your checking account.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's Alex Mashinsky's project, right? Yeah, dude, he's the
0: uh, he's the founder, uh, the co-founder of Voip Voiceover IP Address. So uh, not a lot of people give that as much credit as it deserves, but actually. I've been a fan of him since I was like 14 or something like that. I wrote an article about voice over IP address uh, because one of the first phones I ever had, I couldn't afford the phone bill. So I had to figure out how to use it. And I couldn't really pay for Skype to call my friends around the world that i would made in AWOL chat room. So I learned how to use voice over IP address. So yeah. he's an OG uh, disruptor. He's been disrupting and he fought to keep. Voice over IP free of utility so we could use it for free and the government couldn't charge us for it like a, a Utility
1: service, which
0: would have been like a phone bill Essentially, that's
1: awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a really cool project guys. I'll actually uh, sh- um, Shoot that inside of the call rooms guys so you guys can all check out Oh,
0: yeah, it's an amazing and empowering tool for anybody because like when we talk about Bitcoin we talk about being our own bank Well, what's the best part about a bank is they have
1: a way to make interest off the money that they're holding correct correct exactly guys you know and it's actually really good at uh, percentages it's actually really surprising yes. at percentages and
0: um it's not as concerning because i think it's like live interest right so if i pull out a bitcoin i just stop earning interest on that bitcoin that was sitting on the wallet so it's not like they have to have access to the private keys or locked in a 10-day escrow or something like that it's it's like live interest so if i just move it it's then it's not earning interest anymore
1: yeah, and then you put it back in and it's just it's back to earning interest yeah you know uh some of these so, you know some of these projects guys um that ken's talking about that, that's why i say go check out his channel he talks a lot about this stuff with other influencers in the game guys and there's a lot of really good material it's actually really cool to to like really see a lot of these videos um last year when i started diving into fundamentals on a harder level
0: yeah, I'm on, I'm, I wanted to get a little bit back on the topic, though, with that um, credit card, debit card thing with Binance. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, sort yeah. of like what what my my point was to that is it's it's taking a lot away from Bitcoin and it's actually adding uh, un undue credit to shit coins everywhere. Um, it's, it's taking away the retail investor's opportunity to learn about the foundational asset that is Bitcoin by purchasing Bitcoin, then trading it for an alternative currency. And most retail investors and every traditional investor, I know you'd agree with this, if you're going to buy something to buy something else, you might keep 5 to 10% of that original purchase that you just made to keep you from FOMOing
1: out. Correct.
0: Now a lot right. of people that would get into Bitcoin just to buy a shitcoin are not incentivized that hold at five to ten percent of the original thing that they bought to buy the second thing, and then we're going to lose the Bitcoin pairing, which is really going to throw the market in a tizzy when we we don't see as much like volatility movements and the same directions that we have seen as one boat rises the other goes with it we're not going to see that same trajectory with bitcoin pairings because if the fiat pairings are have more volume then it's not going to matter if bitcoin goes up your satoshi value will still go down um it's it's not beneficial for the ecosystem
1: now you know, from a trader's perspective, obviously, guys, we want to be unhinged from Bitcoin because obviously, you know, a lot of times, let's just say I'm trading an altcoin, you know, altcoin. Your goal goes is to up, make
0: more fiat, up. I know.
1: <laughs> We're here to make more fiat, but um, you know, altcoin goes up, guys. Bitcoin takes a dumper, and everything, you know, everything is is caught out, and before you know it, you're you're in a negative. Um, now both Ken and I, obviously, we love CZ. Look. We love the guy. You like the guy, I'm assuming. Um, he's, he's a good guy. I'm not saying, you know, he's definitely on top of the shit, guys. He's always, you know, very, very, um, very, very vocal with his opinions as well as he's very uh, communicative, which is awesome for a CEO of his caliber. Now, um, in this particular uh, standpoint, I don't agree so much about the, about the credit cards. Like I said, you know, we are going away from what cryptocurrencies does stand for. However, um, the one argument that I will say, though, is that don't you think this will allow more people to, like, have awareness towards these shit coins, per se? No, dude, they're going to be spending so? money
0: they don't have. You can use a credit That's card true. to buy Bitcoin. Are you fucking kidding me, dude?
1: That's true. That's true. It's a very that's, volatile. You're practically volatile.
0: reserving Bitcoin in, or fiat into a Bitcoin. Like you're you're spending money <laughs> you don't have on something that you physically tangibly now have. It's a speculative.
1: I mean, it's a speculative market. Still, if, if it's, anything,
0: it's, it's, it's going to hurt a lot of people's credit scores. That's what I predict. I predict yeah. a lot of newbies using credit cards to get into this space and screwing up so bad. I mean, look what the people. I, I you can go to the BitConnect fail videos of 2018 and see people that more. Their houses and
1: put BitConnect yeah, accounts for their kids. And but don't you? But don't you think that's like that's like almost like natural selection in a way? Like they are grown people; they're grown ass adults. Like it's you know you can't expect it's people enabling. to you know. And that's it, what it, happened
0: it, with the with the financial collapse of of uh, the the real estate market, right? Yeah, they it's, enabled. Like, it's like,
1: that. yeah, but it's like McDonald's, right? McDonald's is fucking terrible for you. It's right around the corner. But at the same time, you know, people still eat there. You know, you can't blame McDonald's for. The only thing I think this is good for is people saying who cares about their FICO score? Who cares?
0: Burn it. If (laughs) if if (laughs) you have. Maximize it. Max max it out on Bitcoin with Binance and put it on Celsius Network and earn interest on it. And that's it. Who cares about your credit? Or you could use the Celsius Network interest to pay off your credit card.
1: See, that's the thing. So, which is really interesting. I actually thought about this when I actually heard about Celsius. Right now, guys, if you were to, let's just say Bitcoin completely stays stable. If you actually bought something on your credit card, then brought it over to Celsius and Bitcoin slowly, gradually rose up, you would actually make more money from yep. Celsius. And your credit good. score would
0: be pretty And bad. your credit score
1: would be going up because you're, you know, you're essentially grabbing a loan and then you're paying it off um you know but that's, that's if 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 rainbows right <laughs> yeah, if rainbows, exactly you know if 2017 like you know came back
0: right i think we're actually another year away from that man i think this year may i maybe with tone vase on the it, it may be going down a I'm little bit tone vase, dude, but come on dude <laughs> i think that you know after 2019 when we start to see these institutions get in once they're in that's the learning curve, right? They're not even in yet. They're, they're just on the, the sidelines still spectating. I don't even know if Coinbase Custody has even been really used. I remember a lot of people were excited for it because it was $100,000 as an institutional investor to use Coinbase Custody. And then it was a minimum of a million dollars per trade. But I don't really know if that picked up in the institutional investor world. So I don't know if it even matters. Like if if this next thing will even matter, right? Like they're still gonna keep spectating before they move in.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, All right guys, you know, we've got, we've been on here about 55 minutes right now. do you have any closing comments, man, about this whole thing? I guess. Yeah. And, and and you can say fuck Ripple if you want. You know, no one in my no one in my friend group says likes Ripple. Quite honestly. Now I don't mind Ripple, guys. Ripple makes me money. Look, I'm not gonna hate on. Ripple. So will makes
0: Philip Morris stock, but it's gonna give a lot of people cancer because of cigarettes.
1: <laughs> Ken's a good guy. He's a humanitarian. <laughs> he's a he's a little bit of an anarchist at this point. I'm starting to realize.
0: <laughs> a little bit, actually. I was thinking about going to Mexico uh, for Uh Um, Hey, what's it called? Immortal Technique is going to be there, dude. That's like if I go, I'm going to meet Immortal Technique.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have a a member of mine that's offering a suite or something like that. So I can actually give you his contact. You can contact him yourself. Oh,
0: cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I have a ticket. I just need to book a flight. And I have a few people because I'm in the group chat on Facebook like – everybody wants me to crash with them i guess like if have seen my twitter feed from 2018 you're like we need to party i'm like so, yeah. what, is, so what is that just real fast just, just what is this conference
1: this anarch it's
0: anarch- uh it's an anarchist conference obviously it's more about like uh freedom and right now because of cryptocurrency enabling this uh giant leap into freedom it's kind of been focused on cryptocurrencies blockchain technologies awesome. that uh, empower self freedom uh, financially so you know you're gonna have like you know a lot of sort of hippie vibes but there's a few suits that are involved as well
1: awesome hey you know that's that's a good time so but, um, uh,
0: yeah closing oh. comments guys uh, dudes don't don't grovel for institutional acceptance. I don't think it's going to matter in the end. We, we saw it with the futures market, didn't matter, didn't help us any. I don't believe that the ETFs going to help or matter much either. Uh, we do have a few, like I said, Coinbase custody and other institutional avenues into crypto nobody's moving 10 million 100 million into it institutionally yet i think there's a long speculation time coming because they just started researching it the u.s government just a few months ago made their first government entity to investigate cryptocurrencies and, and companies that are doing icos and things like that so we're probably going to have a decent year of growing pains you know uh where it's just going to be real uncomfortable but i do predict that this uh, a very similar mooning will occur where when bitcoin went from 1000 to 20000 dollars there was really no I'll get in when it com-. There, it just kept taking off People that were spectating kept spectating. and They missed it. And then eventually, obviously, people bought the top or otherwise people wouldn't have been able to make money on the way down. So yeah. um, the same thing I believe will happen. It's going to be an exponential growth. It will be parabolic by the time you know institutional money moved into Bitcoin. It's not going to be as much an investment anymore as it is a savings because that will flatten out really fast. There's, that, yeah. that ride up will plateau really quick because institutional money will move in in a very strategical manner where they're not going to cause an inflation in their next investment they're going to make these investments strategically mostly otc so they don't hyperinflate the asset they're trying to invest in so when they invest next month or whatever the next annual investment is they didn't cause it to go up they're not backing their own investment themselves right they need the market to give that more weight and more more value so keep your eye on the happening 2020 i expect a lot To come about 2020 when these institutional investors do realize the supply issuance will dwindle drastically increasing the value of bitcoin because the cost of electricity to mine what they're going to get in a reward they're not they're not even these basic things that i'm talking they don't even care to know about this but when this becomes common sense for institutional investors when we have blockchain advisors at every board at fidelity then yeah they'll know what they're getting into but I think that um, we got to stop caring about them and educate non on retail investors. Traditional um, retail investors, your friends, your family, corner stores, tell them that they can accept Bitcoin and they can get fiat for it and keep 10% in Bitcoin or something. And, you know, use it on Amazon to get 30% off their supplies in their store, whatever the case may be. But I think that if you want your, your bags to moon, you're going to have to show people how to use the technology those bags are backed by, okay?
1: Yeah, you know? so be an advocate for it. Exactly. Know, actually, not if you're just trading invest-
0: a shitcoin, use yeah, the blockchain yeah. it's built on. Know how it works, if it works. The user experience. Because if people don't have a good experience on that blockchain's platform, then the currency ain't worth shit.
1: Correct, correct. Um, You know, yeah, it's it's just ease of accessibility essentially guys You know, it's up to you guys to spread this kind of knowledge and you know UI UX is you know huge thing You know accessibility is obviously gonna be massive like we just said Um, You know, it's gonna be a big year and it's up to I guess everybody to sort of pitch in um, Not just you know, the influencers like Ken going out there. It's actually, you know, everybody's job if you want to See this thing long term.
0: Yeah, I mean the easiest thing you can do Uh, just whenever you're about to buy something, just ask, even kiddingly, do you accept Bitcoin? And that's it. That's all you have. That's the bare minimum that you can do to, you know, help mainstream adoption. And then there's obviously meetups that you could host and organize. You could start a Facebook group page and have, find out that there's a lot of people in your neighborhood that are interested in this stuff.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. You know, I just went to one up in L.A. about with wallets, with, you know, Nye, Brecky. Uh, Wendy came later. A bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, Wendy um, and me had
0: a meetup last night. A bunch of people came out, and it was awesome, yeah. dude. I, I it, really hope people are, do more meetups, less conferences. Exactly,
1: exactly. But, all right, cool, man. Well, um, hey, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to close Likewise. this out right now, and then we'll, we can we, can shut, uh, we yeah, can end guys, it. Yeah, uh, guys,
0: don't forget, check out Crypto Nico Z on YouTube. And um, I know we're streaming now on Twitter, Twitch
1: youtube facebook <laughs> are we on uh, are we on twitter we're too, on dude?
0: everything right now dude, so. you
1: actually have to send me the link on how to set all this up this is ridiculous i'm only on youtube guys um be sure to check out ken's channel check out his website all this good stuff guys learn how to use your crypto and um you know there is definitely um, a whole other side of this besides trading hey guys um, so let me let me close the stream thanks so much for watching guys